Honey, come on, the coast is clear. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. The sign says it's after hours for the hot tub. Yeah, well it also says you can't go in here if you've had diarrhea in the past two weeks. <laughs> what are you implying, mister? You know you did. <laughs> now get in here. You're a rule breaker. Okay, you are going to get us kicked out of the Radisson Select. <laughs> oh, honey, what is that? Hi, y'all. Hi. Are, are y'all spirits? Oh, you mean like ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and put your hand through my face. Oh! That's it. I'm kidding. Don't hurt. Oh, oh, well, honey, I bet they're going to teach us some kind of Christmas lesson. Oh, uh, yeah, like show us the air of our ways. Like that classic old Christmas story. Yeah, which was that? The uh, Muppets Christmas carols? Oh, gosh, I wish. I love Muppets. Now, yeah, we're just two dead strippers to get to haunt this hot tub every Christmas. <laughs> okay, you're strippers? Oh, we was. We're dead now. Yeah. We worked at Big Jim's Jug, Rug, and Tug Joint across the street from the family chicken restaurant. Oh, okay. So how did you two pass? Honey, that's rude. No, it's okay. There's a song about it. It was Christmas at the strip club back in 1973. Big Jim closed shop early. So we could trim the stripper tree. We gathered all our pasties and stuck them on each limb. Then Big Jim made his annual joke about getting Christmas trim. Took our Christmas quaaludes, having fun just hanging out. We said, Is it safe to swim on quaaludes? There's only one way to find out Oh, it's starting to sound like they did something dumb So we sneaked into this hot tub Crisp old Christmas night We said, let's do something funny And have a chicken fight So I got on the bottom And I got on the top Big Jim. Big? I know, it's a funny name. Yeah, like when you call a big fat guy tiny. <laughs> okay, so you're dead too? Honey. Oh, I don't mind. It's in the song. Yeah, let's get back to it. So I sat on top of the chicken. But it felt like something was wrong. Then I noticed the girls well done her. But they were down there for too long. So we popped out. We drowned it. So the three of you drowned having a staring contest. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We just having a good time. Yeah, that's the meaning of friendship. Hey, ain't friendship of what Christmas is all about. Hey, don't y'all ever forget that. Well, it's almost midnight. What happens then? Well, it's Christmas and we go back to hell. 
Yeah, we only get the one night. Anyway, before we go. So here's our Christmas lesson. Bit after life is long. But we all have to go, so why not go with friends? And you'll never be alone. Um, and one more thing, that diarrhea you're having right now is because you're pregnant. Well, you having diarrhea right now? Yes! <laughs> but we're gonna have a baby! Congratulations! Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. y'all! Bye! <laughs> I guess they taught us something after all. I mean, did they? Well, we found out I'm pregnant! Well, I would like a real doctor to establish that play. Get over here. Merry Christmas. I love you. I love you, too. Two years of doing nothing makes everybody crazy. And I've never spent so much time in bed And every time I see somebody, I'd rather be alone And when I'm alone, I go through everything that we said Turkey and pistols carved out of wood. 
I dream of her always, even when I don't dream. Her name's on my tongue and her blood's in my stream. Wait a while, eternity. Oh, Mother Nature's got nothing on me. So come to me, run to me, come to me now. We're rolling, my sweetheart. We're flowing by God. She reminds me of a chess game with someone I admire. Oh, picnic in the rain after prayer and fire. Her heart is as big as this whole goddamn jail, and she's sweeter than saccharin at a drugstore sale. I just love Christmas. It's just so darn neat. I kind of wish every day was Christmas, except for Christmas Eve and uh, the Fourth of July. Who wouldn't want to miss out on fireworks, would we? When I was a kid, we used to get the Christmas catalog from Montgomery Ward's in Chicago. Sometimes we'd get it as early as late August. That was the big book of wishes, hopes, and desires. My three brothers and I were allotted 25 bucks a piece, including tax. So I'd make up a different Christmas list every night from the 1st of September to the 24th of December. Matter of fact, let me present you my Christmas credentials. When I was three years old, at least this is my mother told me, I ate an entire ornament. I ate a big red one with those and apple. They kind of freaked out and was going to take me to the hospital, but they couldn't stop me from laughing, so... They just left me alone. So I guess I still got that Christmas in me all the time, you know. Then there was the year that my mom and dad gave me my first guitar. Oh, man, it was gorgeous. I still got the thing. It was, uh, like aqua blue. Kind of dark aqua blue. With a cream-colored heart. It's a silver tone from Montgomery Wars. The model was called Kentucky Blue. And, man, when I saw that sitting under the tree, I just couldn't wait first year or so I didn't know how to play it. I'd just stand in front of the mirror with a string around my neck with that guitar and I'd try to look like Elvis. Then my brother Dave taught me a couple of chords and now I'm here in your living room singing and talking to you. <laughs> it's funny how things work out. So, uh, why don't you go find a stranger and extend your hand to him? If you see somebody that looks like a, they ain't doing quite as well as you, slip my buck. Especially if they don't ask for a spare change. Go buy your honey a cuckoo clock or a musical snow-shaking water ball. But when you wind it up, it plays. I want you. I need you. I love you with all my heart. Because after all, hell, man, it's Christmas. <laughs> the searchlight in the big yard swings round like a gun and Spotlights, the snowflakes like dust in the sun. It's Christmas in prison. There'll be music tonight, and I'll probably get homesick 
And thanks for listening to Living with Crema on WGOTLP Gainesville. Stayed in the Christmas spirit at the beginning of the show, doing one of my favorite SNL songs. Very underappreciated, underrated. Uh, from Saturday Night Live, you heard a Hot Tub Christmas. Uh, then it was uh, new music from Emily Frumkin. Uh, the song title is Fentanyl. Then right from Fentanyl, we got back into some Christmas uh, spirit. You had Bright Eyes singing Christmas in Prison. I think it's a John Prine cover, and I think they also used his vocals on the song. But anyway, that was Bright Eyes, Christmas in Prison. Uh, then kept the Christmas theme going because we had the Jesus and Mary chain. They've got new music out, and it's quite good, actually. Uh, song titles, Jam Cod, which I think maybe is pronounced Jam Code, but I don't know. If only there were a way to, to search out the, uh, the meaning of that song title. Uh, and then after that, you have Charles Mudhart with a roll, and that's everything you've heard on Living with Cramla this week. Quick reminder, I'm online. Search for Cramla, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Still the only Cramla in the world, although there are a lot of Carmelas. Don't get me confused with a Carmela. R before A, except, I don't know what the saying is. Actually, there's probably not a saying for that, but... Um, Let's do Sixth Street News. And there's not a lot of news really to report in and around of Sixth Street. There was a whole lot of rain and cold temperatures this week, so it uh, limited the times I could be out riding around Sixth Street and Central Gainesville collecting news stories. 
Um, one new thing, though, that I've noticed the past uh, couple of weeks, there does seem to be like a growing houseless community that are hanging out, living on the front porch of the old Wayne's Bedding, uh, located on 13th Street across from the world's worst McDonald's. And I, here, I'm going to give you some personal information. Uh, I've always looked at that empty storefront and I've wanted to turn, um, turn it into like an underground club. You know, maybe like Saturday nights gonna be a house and techno, then maybe like an indie night on Fridays, and then maybe like a you know stand up night on Wednesdays. But I don't have the time, money, or any expertise on how to make that happen. So uh, it shall forever remain a dream. Uh, but last week, speaking of Sixth Street News, I did mention that I uh, saw the world's greatest egg roll truck is parked out in front of Lowe's I think Saturday and Sunday of next week um, so I rode my new used uh, white mongoose mountain bike up to that area to try to you know evaluate and find out if that truck really has the world's greatest uh, egg rolls but alas the truck was uh, nowhere to be found so I guess direct message me if you know where I can find the world's greatest egg roll truck. I'd really like to take them up on their challenge. Um, that is, if it really is an actual food truck, because I'm beginning to think maybe I imagined it. But uh, there you go. Uh, what else, news-wise, can I report about? Oh, I finally ventured into that new bong shop that we've been talking about a while. It's right next to Hogan's on 13th Street. Of course, I went in there for research purposes only, and I'll tell you more about what happened in that store during the next break. That's actually called a teaser uh, in the radio business. So that's a technical term, in case you were wondering. Um, if I was really good at podcasting, I probably would have saved that story uh, for last before I get into music, but I'm not so much a great uh, person at podcasting. So let me end um, with a story I brought up last week. And there's this new dead, totally flattened squirrel that you can see right out in front of Oak Gate Manor on 6th Street on the sidewalk. And um, let me give a shout out. I know we got some listeners back there in Oak Gate Manor. And after being off a bike for a month, because I've mentioned so many times how my lock was cut. And my bike was stolen on that bike rack that's around the corner from Hogan's. Um, and I went without a bike for a couple weeks trying to figure out what I was going to buy next. Um, but I bought a bike uh, for Bikes and More. They're not a sponsor. Either it's Hogan's, by the way, or an underwriter. So I have to give that legal disclaimer every time I mention them. But I have actually been out a few times pedaling up and down on the 6th Street sidewalk, uh, not too far from my house. And like I said, to my amazement, there was a dead, totally flattened squirrel, which, you know, in a normal news cycle, it's not really news in, in and of itself. But this flattened squirrel was only about 10 feet away from the dead possum uh, that I named Elmore, who spent nine total weeks decomposing in the sweltering uh, summer heat and humidity in front of the sidewalk on Oakate Manor, which is way longer. Uh, than I thought it would take for a possum to decompose on the sidewalk. Um, partly because I really thought that a scavenger would come along and scoop up that dead carcass and uh, take it out back behind Oakgate Manor in the woods uh, where 
teenagers, I think they go back there often to drink uh, Barefoot Bay wine and other inexpensive alcohol uh, products. Um, or maybe if the birds, the turkey vultures don't pick it up, maybe someone who works uh, doing um, maintenance over there at Oakgate Manor, he could come out and scoop the body up and shovel and dispose of it. That definitely never happened, though, as eventually, I think maybe Oakgate Manor and the city of Gainesville were in a, a Mexican standoff about who was responsible for disposing this dead possum that was decomposing for nine weeks on the sidewalk. Um, but now, we're kind of back to the same thing, because here's this totally flattened, uh, for now, unnamed squirrel uh, decomposing on the sidewalk. How long will it take for it to totally decompose? I don't know. And also, keep in mind, I don't know how long it was out on the sidewalk um, before I took note of it, because I wasn't riding a bike very often. Um... Another question, why I'm just amazed that the turkey vultures don't carry those carcasses back in the woods where the teens are drinking and basically, you know, do what the, uh, what the scavengers do. So many mysteries, though, but uh, one mystery on this show is not music, so let's do music. Here you go, new music, it's Idol's Grace on Living with Grandma.
process with the promise of arrival I'm jumping out the window to be closer to the sky The world and all its magnets is a sucking kind of high I'm floating at the ceiling and I'm only looking down At the maze of all my footprints in the spiral on the ground I never thought I'd say it as fever starts to ebb But Mother Nature's going to kill me at the center of her web It's therapy at 3 p.m. if I can remember
bill when I block cash law When the money dead low when the rent rise up White folks coming at the blue They done tore that down and made that to a whole foods Landlords looking for a payday Numbers when the scooters where we used to slain, yeah On the corner, now they feel safe. Round more hut, type of feel day. Damn, they made that a dog park. Household pussy right there, like Walmart. I used to watch when I'm parked first. Now it's just white girls drinking out white clock. Tell me what they deal when I block and slop. When the money dead low, when the rent rise up. White folks coming at the blue, they done tore that down and made that to a whole foods. Landlords looking for a payday. Now it's when the scooters where we used to slain, yay. Written down when I bought a stack out. A big chain notice on a front doubt. I cut a street belt, new condo. Talk about three G's for a two bedroom. Y'all better check my hands on. By the heaven, nigga, out here with a loose screw. Tell me what they do when the block gets slow. When the money get low, but the rent rise up. Know where to go when they're telling you no. When there's nowhere to go, where we can end up. They all looking for a payday. Now it's no sunshine, so the side break. That is Danny Brown with Jen's Terrific Vacation, and you're listening to Living with Kremla on WGOTLP Gainesville. Uh, before that, we started out that block with one from Idols, uh, song titles Grace. Uh, then it was a band called High School, and that song title is August 19th. Right after that, you heard Meat Bodies, and that song is called Whole. Uh, after that, you had Pax HFCS. Uh, then when you've heard before on the show, because we play some songs over that we really, really like here on Living with Kramla, you had Art Feynman with Therapy at 3 p.m. And I suppose the show, in a lot of ways, is therapy um, for myself at uh, 4 p.m. actually, when it premieres on Thursday. Or, if you're listening on Sunday, you got the noon uh, replay. But anyway, uh, let's talk about topics. And the topic this week is service. 
Now, you might be able to guess the direction where this topic was originally heading, if you've ever once listened to Living with Cramla. So we'll do a little fun exercise on the count of three. You're going to call out your prediction where you think um, the service topic is going. Um, so here we go. On the count of three, you're going to uh, um, yell out your um, prediction in unison with me. So here we go. Um, what did you think I was going to do about service? Ready? One, two, three. Bad service. That's right. You nailed it. Just going to talk about McDonald's. And that's kind of all I have to say. Which isn't fair because there are a few well-managed McDonald's uh, in America. But the McDonald's on Northwest 13th Street, right across the street uh, from what I, I mentioned earlier, the abandoned Wayne's bedding where the houseless people are um, hanging out, having a good time, is the worst. And um, again, not all McDonald's are terrible. I'm not a McDonald's apologist here. Um, I actually do occasionally, uh, especially on the road, you don't have much money, but uh, occasionally a Big Mac or a Quarter Pounder every once in a while, not that bad. Uh, and by once in a while, I mean like every couple of months <laughs> and it happens to be like an 8 p.m. on a Sunday night and you haven't had anything to eat all day and there's nothing in the freezer to thaw out like a Marie Callender's pot pie um, but once a year um, for McDonald's I like to peek my head out of the ground like a Punxsutawney Phil um, Punxsutawney Phil of course is the weather predictor um, for all of Pennsylvania, the groundhog. And I've actually been to Punxsutawney, and that might be a show topic for another day, but every once in a while, I will poke my head out of the ground like Punxsutawney Phil, and I'll take a peek at McDonald's, and I'll look to see if they're offering the McRib. Which, um, usually, traditionally, the great McDonald's tradition is in the fall, that's when the McRib comes out. And I actually knew for a fact that McDonald's had the McRib because I've seen the billboards and I've seen social media posts about McRib and I've seen regular TV advertisements that the McRib is back. Um, and don't judge me either about talking about the McRib people. So uh, I want a McRib. I have at least one a year, sometimes two. Um, so I pull up to the double drive through on 13th Street McDonald's and the first thing I see and it makes me feel like confident is that there's a really large McRib um, ad on the drive through menu screen and I'm ready I'm ready to order my once a year McRib or maybe twice a year um, I've, like I said I've seen all the commercials on TV I've read the posts on social media I've even passed by the billboard on 13th Street at least for a week on uh, Southwest 13th Street, uh, and there it is. It's on the menu board. So I order my glorious McRib, only to be told uh, from the person working, we don't have that. Uh, much to my dismay, obviously. I've seen the McRib billboards, and as I've mentioned, the social media sites, and there it is in a giant picture on your digital drive through uh, display. Uh, a really big picture too because this is like a, 
I don't know, um, 12 inch by 36 inch, um, McRib, uh, glowing on the screen in like full glory with the, the barbecue sauce and the, the raw onions kind of dripping off the side of the sesame seed bun. Um, and the first thing that comes to mind is like, this is your baby in the fall. How do you not have a McRib available? Um, you know, McDonald's. You're in the middle of this huge like McRib marketing push that you obviously paid millions of dollars for. Uh, how can you actually run out of McRibs? This is not like, um, not like a a real restaurant where sometimes at the end of the night you don't have things. You've used up all the ingredients. You've um, put out all the fish or whatever. This is a McDonald's. But here's how I can tell you that I've grown. Instead of like this intense um, anger washing over my body, um, I actually kind of had a sense of relief. Because in that moment, I decided that I never, ever have a reason to come back to this awful McDonald's. There's a Checkers right next door that has much better service, since service is the topic. And actually, weirdly enough, you don't think of Checkers as having a good food ever, um, but it does have better food than this crappy McDonald's. So uh, shout out Big Buford. If you know what a Big Buford is, then you're a fast food person, by the way. Um, so McRib be damned, I will not be back at the 13th Street McDonald's. And I actually hope that Big McDonald's hears this rant. I mean, can you please, please send a semi-competent uh, Chick-fil-A assistant manager over to that McDonald's on 13th to retrain the manager and the whole staff? Um, but enough talking about bad service. Which is actually maybe um, this McDonald's getting back to bad service. i got one more thing to say. It's probably in the top 1% of the 1% Bernie Sanders worst-run McDonald's on the planet. Um, so I really wanted to kind of flip the script in the spirit. Kids still say flip the script. I don't know. Uh, but in the spirit of the holiday season, I want to flip the script. And I instead of focusing on this terrible McDonald's and bad service, uh, and I'm going to talk about good service. And while bad service actually is way more fun to talk about on the radio, um, more times than not, going around to the places that are frequent in Gainesville, I actually get good service. So let's highlight that uh, for uh, the holiday season. And first, I'm going to start with my bank. I will not say the name of my bank because, my goodness, I mean, do banks ever really need any free publicity more than what they already get um, for holding my money and charging me fees. Um, but anyway, anytime I, uh, anytime I go into my bank, um, I generally make a larger cash withdrawal for whatever reasons. That's my personal business, people. Um, and it always Whenever I do go to the bank, it always does seem to take way longer than I would expect. Um, not because the line is long. I'm just talking about the actual transaction uh, between myself and the tailor, or the teller, rather. But on my last 
visit to the bank, there's this new guy, this new cashier. And I don't know his name, but what I did recognize, besides that he's a new face, he also has a very well-manicured, uh, well-coiffed beard. So well-coiffed that um, I do, I'm talking about his beard a week later. It's pretty amazing. Uh, anyway, well-coiffed uh, bank cashier. He's by far the best and fastest bank cashier I've ever experienced. By a lot. And the coup de grace, this bank uh, teller, I don't know how he did it, but somehow he entered the transaction so that all the bills actually came out um, in perfect order out of the, I guess it's a teller cash dispenser. Because usually when everybody else um, gets the money, uh, the bank cashier, they're counting it back to you and they're having to stop and move some bill around because it's flipped backwards or upside down or whatever. And um, most tellers, when they do that, they do stop and they make sure the bills are all facing the same way when they count it back to you. And that's time consuming. But this guy was incredibly fast to start with. And then all the bills came out in the right order. That was good service. And then earlier I mentioned um, that I finally visited the new Bong store that opened next to Hogan's. Which I can only remember the name for the store um, because they gave me a free red drawstring bag that I'm actually picking up and looking at right now. So I'm talking about um, the Great Smoke Shop, which apparently has uh, Gainesville and Live Oak uh, locations. But anyway, um, uh, not kind of service related, but. The Great Smoke Shop might be the worst and most generic like name for a store of all time. I mean, at this point, I think all the Gainesville bong shops have officially reached like the Ray's, the original Ray's Pizza of New York City, where they all are just kind of some variations of the same word. And in this instance, um, they all have smoke in the title and uh, some like Mad Lib fill in the blank noun connected to them. So like smoke shop um smoke shop <laughs> smoke island smokeville they've all have some variation of smoke but uh anyway we're discussing great service here and uh let me check my bag again i've already forgot the name they are oh uh, i'm inside the great smoke shop uh right next to uh hogan's and not a sponsor not an underwriter so Make sure we get that out in the clear, and no payola either. Um, but I, I've got to say, the Great Smoke Shop actually has unbelievable service, um, like as fast as you could imagine. It probably helped out that I was the only person in the store, because I think you can get really good service if it's not crowded, but uh, nevertheless, it had great service, and that's what I'm talking about right now. Uh, nearby the Great Smoke Shop, we have Adam's Rib. Another non-sponsor, but we'd like to get them on board with some underwriting if we could. Um, which I can go to. It's right by that McDonald's that I hate. I can go there, get an awesome bacon cheeseburger. About twice as fast and just a little bit more money than that McDonald's. And on top of that, all the people um, there, the servers, the people that I interact with, great service. Um, super fast, super friendly. But I gotta say, the king of service, at least in central Gainesville, 
is the gate, which happens to be across the street from the McDonald's on 13, as the worst service in all of Gainesville. So I guess you can look at gate and McDonald's like the yin and yang, yin yang of um, service-related industries. And I've always talked about how great that gate is, but they got even better recently when they've added this new cashier that um, henceforth I'll be uh, referencing as Stocking Cab John. And I call him that because he's obviously, he's always wearing a stocking cap um, when he works in the store. And this dude, Stocking Cap John, is always cheerful and friendly no matter what time you visit the gate or, or what's going on. And I imagine it's hard to be cheerful because, like I said, you've got that burned out like Wayne's Bedding where a lot of uh, interesting people like to gather and enjoy um, each other's company in the afternoon. So they probably filter um, over to gate quite often. Um, but anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, so when you visit uh, the gate on 13th, uh, close, to, uh, close to 39th, uh, when you go there and you see Stocking, or, uh, stocking Cap John, Will you please make sure uh, to tell him that you heard about him first here on Living with Grandma. He'll love that. And that is good service. Let's do music. Okay, here's one I played a couple weeks ago. A little bit of soul. Um, let's do Sinkane. It features True Osborne. The song is Everything is Everything, and you're listening to Living with Grandma on WGOT LP Gainesville. Thank you.
is everything. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. Everything is everything now. Tell me what the truth is 
Isn't this better love? Doesn't that confuse things? Shouldn't I run? Isn't that the white man? None of this seems like fun But maybe that's the point man For years I've strung you along Afraid of the bubblegum dog But it's finally catching up with me I hope it's a false alarm But the pain of the bubblegum dog is finally catching up with me Who'd believe I saw tenement homes Built upon the fault line Juvenile castle birds Living in the coal mine Manicured lawns To bed and straw
lucky for Martin, an extra frosty orange Lazarus can supercharge your spirits with just one slurp.
Born. Everything is everything. Then new music from Still Corners, that song title Secret World. Uh, the one of my favorite bands, MGMT, with a repeat song here you heard last week. Um, that song title's Bubblegum Dog. Right after that, uh, Real Estate with Water Underground. And then you heard Mac DeMarco with Onion Man. That's everything you've heard here on Living with Cramlin. So let's do movies and television. And last week, I was really proud because I introduced um, to the listeners 
uh, of WGOT, I introduced a concept called the Treadies, which is how I'm, um, for now on, I'm pretty much going to rank all Netflix movies and shows with Treadies because the only proper way to watch anything on Netflix is actually working out on a treadmill on your phone. And this week, um, I watched two interesting uh, Netflix movies at the gym uh, that I'll give treadies to. First up, let's talk about this new thriller, Leave the World Behind, which is written and directed by Sam Esmail, who also happens to be the writer and director of one of the best TV shows of all time, or at least in the last decade, Mr. Robot, which I've talked about a lot on uh, my old show, uh, which is called My Friend's Place. And if you've seen Mr. Robot, you kind of have an idea, clue, what you're going to be getting into in this movie, um, which more or less is a thriller. And, of course, uh, in Mr. Robot style, it's going to have um, lots of, like, paranoia and uh, things, surprising turns and big reveals, um, as well as, you know, it's going to be influenced heavily in style and substance by... 1970s thrillers, which I happen to love. Um, for example, like The Marathon Man is a, a big influence um, on Mr. Robot and I think on this movie as well. And Leave the World Behind is pretty much like every Mr. Robot episode except for one really important element, the writing. On Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail had multiple seasons and many, many hours uh, to write and tell this Mr. Robot story. Uh, in this new movie, he only has two. Instead of having a uh, hundred hours, he has two hours. And I think Leave the World Behind uh, suffers a little bit from that because uh, the movie itself feels a little bit rushed. And they're really trying to go fast to get from point A to point B. And there's all these different themes that Esmel wants to explore and incorporate in the movie. And there's just not enough time to do that. But um, of course, there's going to be a big twist, a big reveal coming before the ending of the movie. And anytime you have that situation where you know it's coming, uh, whether you like the movie or not, um, the movie is basically going to be, uh, your review of it is going to be heavily dependent on the quality of the big twist. Does it make sense? Was it surprising? Um, or was it something you saw coming all the way? And in the case of this movie, I say the big twist is kind of mediocre means all right uh the movie stars and really a great stars ethan hawk julia roberts and marshall ali um all of them are great especially um marshall ali as uh and the basic plot i really haven't told you yet but um you have two different families and they are both forced to stay together and share this airbnb because there's like a huge internet outage um, all over the world that's shutting everything down. Um, and like I said, both the performances are really good, especially Ollie. And um, yeah, so let's talk about the Treadies now. Um, so Leave the World Behind. Um, it's just a two-hour movie, and it took me three treadmill workouts to finish, so I'm going to give that one three Treadies. Let's move over to my other uh, Netflix movie I watched at the gym, and it's called May-December. And I was kind of excited to, to see this one because I saw May-December was nominated for multiple Golden Globes just the other day. And what it is is uh, May-December is a 
fictionalized retelling of the Mary Kay the Torno story. And if you've forgotten that story, and you're probably a better person if you have, but it was a big tabloid story uh, decades ago. Um, but Mary Kay Latorno was a teacher. Uh, she began a relationship, and I guess probably she didn't call it a relationship. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's having sex with a 13-year-old student, and she wound up going to jail um, because of that. But the interesting twist of the whole story is that even after she got out of jail, uh, the couple wound up staying together I think for more than a decade and um, having several children together. So that's the story that this movie is exploring. And in this movie you have uh, Natalie Portman. She shows up and she's going to play... She's playing an actress who is playing this character based on Mary Kay Letourneau. Um, and she's there to do like some method type stuff and help her prepare by... Um, meeting with uh, the lady and hanging out with her uh, for that movie role. The Mary Kay role is actually played by great actress Julianne Moore, and not surprisingly, does a really good job playing a very damaged person. Um, the best, though, is Charles Melton. Um, he, by far, is the best performance of the movie, which is impressive because there's some big stars in it. Um, he's now playing the adult version of the child that uh, Mary-Kate uh, raped and wound up having children with later on. And uh, this is a really hard one to kind of describe and figure out because May-December is a really weird movie. Not weird in the story. The story is pretty simple. It's about this really damaged uh, movie or family in this movie. But how they get um, from point A to point B, it's really weird and it's kind of a genreless movie um, and I talked about the Golden Globes and I was really surprised to find out that this was a movie nominated for a Golden Globe not because it got nominated for a Golden Globe but because it got nominated for a Golden Globe for the best comedy um, and I've come back and done research after the fact and I keep hearing the word and reading the word camp used to describe May December and I guess, in a way, it is, on one level, a campy melodrama. But I definitely didn't interpret this movie as a comedy, anyway. But kind of in retrospect, I, I, I guess you can look at it as a really dark comedy. But if this is a dark comedy, then the, the, the darkness level is pitch black. And um, overall, I just found it to be kind of an interesting, I'll put that in air quotes, interesting drama about like this unbelievable damage that this woman wreaked um, in her life and her family's life by her decisions. I'm not sure whether I would recommend either of these movies um, to a friend, um, but I did finish uh, May December in five treadmill sessions. So um, that makes December or May December. We'll call that a five treddy, and then earlier, just to, to summarize, uh, Leave the World Behind, that was a three treddy movie. So there you go. Uh, a couple things to um, watch when you're working out at the gym. Uh, but anyway, let's do new music. Got a new one from The Killers, um, very heavily channeling uh, some music from the 90s. Um, you're going to hear uh, The Killers with Spirit, and you might recognize the song that I think it sounds a lot like which is on the train spotting soundtrack which should make 
puts out are pretty happy to hear. But anyway, um, listen to it, and then at the end, I'll tell you which uh, band I thought it was doing a very close simulation to. But uh, there you go. This is Killers with Spirit. You're listening to Living with Cramla on WGOT LP Gainesville. Thank you. 
West End town, dead end world The East End boys, West End girls West End girls West End girls Yeah Too many shadows, whispering voices Faces on posters, too many choices If, when, why, what? I said how much have you got? Have you got it, do you get it? If so, how often? Wish you'd choose a harder, soft option Yeah, well how much do you need? The West End town of dead end worlds The East End boys of West End girls In the West End town of dead end worlds The East End boys of West End girls West End girls
my trusty chopper's chain, but we ain't stopping! Because I know Utopia is out there. I can feel it in my bones. In my soul! <laughs> and you know what the soul needs? Petroleum. Sock it to me, boys. Imagine if I Time. It's not a sign that the embers of
Okay, that's going to be your closer this week. You heard Yard Act with Petroleum. Yard Act, no stranger at all to being uh, the closer uh, more than once this year here on uh, Living with Cramla. So find them online and make great music videos for their songs, by the way. But uh, before that, in the mix, you have the Killers of a Spirit. Uh, then it was one from the Sleaford Mods covering Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls. Uh, really like that. Um, Really interesting uh, cover version there. But uh, after that, it was Ducks Limited with Hollowed Out. Then Frico crashing through. And that's it. That's everything you've heard uh, on Living with Cramla. Uh, reminders, um, you can support the show by going and actually Googling Cramla, uh, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Cramla uh, radio show is the banner that I put. Cramla mix show and also this show, Living with Cramla, underneath. So uh, it's free to listen to anytime you want and available on... Somehow I got it up on Apple Podcasts, but uh, yeah, that's probably the most convenient way. Just go there and download. Uh, it downloads automatically once you give it a little check. But uh, anywho, um, in addition to supporting uh, Cramla, you can also support WGOT online, like our Facebook page, um, but more importantly, like our Patreon page. And by Patreon, I mean a subscriber-based service. Uh, what it is, you can name a price that you're going to donate each month. Uh, $1 a month works, higher prices or higher uh, numbers work, but that does kind of give us uh, an idea of how much we can expect to come in each and every month. And right now, um, it's not bad. It's, it's a little over $100, which um, for us is about 10% of our operating cost monthly. So it's a good thing. We'd always like to um, have more, but uh, yeah, that's patreon.com backslash W-G-O-T. And one last reminder, um, you can stream WGOT anywhere you are in the world. If you like my show, trust me, you're going to like other shows like uh, The End is Nigh, um, The Rails, um, Red Pony Music Hour, Departure, um, Things Be Blowing Around, um, all the great uh, programming that we have here, and, and that's just a fraction of what I could remember right off the top of my head. Oh, Hippie Sessions, that's, that's another one. But uh, yeah, go online and uh, just type in WGOT and eventually it'll get you to a site where your phone or device will work so everyone seems to have like a, a particular site that um, is fastest for them um, so you kind of have to uh, do a little bit of trial and error there but uh, anyway um, I hope you are having a great holiday season um, I will hopefully be back next uh, week same time same channel until then Adios.